listening to the Create Yum podcast, where we'll be talking about language, literature, and all things English, as well as various media and the arts. The show is brought to you by One Hour Proofreading, the fast-growing online human proofreader startup. I'm your host, B. Fernandez, coming to you from the Philippines. Thanks for tuning in. So one of the things we like talking about on 1HP is trying to come up with topics for our blog, The Grammary, and one of the series just happens to be called Grammar Chaos. Here with me now is Paula Apollonia, who happens to be one of our blog writers for the series. So Paula, tell me again how we came up with Grammar Chaos in the first place. Well, we associate chaos to English as a language because, come on, it's pretty hard to understand. Uh, there are words that sound alike. Mm. Sometimes it's hard to use prepositions and other words. Tenses can be very confusing. There are multiple kinds of English, and they, like there's British English, there's yeah. American English, there's Australian English, and then there's even other Englishes that we probably don't even know of. Mm-hmm. So grammar chaos came about as a way to help readers hopefully understand and use the English language better. That's a good point because, as you know. The English language itself, it's not really a constant thing. It keeps changing. Mm-hmm, like, it always goes through all sorts of changes over time, mm-hmm. especially depends on people who use it. I'm pretty sure that the way, you know, earlier generations use English, it has little resemblance to how we use it now. Yeah, I agree. Like, you only have to look at authors like Shakespeare and then compare it to newer authors like, say, Rowling, mm-hmm. uh, Riordan, to see the difference. English studies have become a thing right now because of the stark difference between English from then and then the English that we have right now. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised to see that Grammar Chaos happens to be one of our most popular series on the blog. Honestly, right? I'm not surprised. Come on, let's be honest. How do we? How many times in a week do we Google what's the difference between this and this? That's true. Right. That's true. <laughs> Especially when we're writing, because. Mm-hmm. When we're speaking English, it's a lot easier to make mistakes because they, as I said before, they sound alike. But then when you're writing, that's when you have to be really, really careful yeah. about which words to use. Mm-hmm. So I remember one of our first articles had to do with the easily confused, nauseated, and nauseous. So I've been observing a lot, especially in media nowadays. You see it in movies sometimes, even TV shows. People can't tell the two apart. Yeah. Mm. And they actually tend to mistake one for the other. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people would use nauseous, N-A-U-S-E-O-U-S, to describe what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. When in fact, they should be saying nauseated. Yeah. Nauseous actually means something that causes you to feel nausea. Ah. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like a roller coaster ride would be nauseous. Mm-hmm. Something like a bad smell would be nauseous. However, you as a person, unless you smell, wouldn't be nauseous. You would be rather nauseated mm-hmm. by a nauseous smell. So you'd say that it's actually grammatically incorrect to say that you're nauseous. It actually is, and yet, I could cite a couple of examples where someone would say nauseous instead of nauseated. Yeah, I feel like that's common error nowadays. I vaguely recall, like, say in the cartoon, Rocco's Modern Life, there was a little character called Philbert who kept saying he was nauseous for some reason. I like that show. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned it, I really like that show. Yeah. (laughs) I remember reading Archie comics when I was younger Mm. and seeing Veronica complain about feeling nauseous. And I was like, 
Well, I was pretty young then. I wasn't very good at English yet. So I took it aside and took it to mean, oh, she's feeling dizzy. Hmm. As opposed to, she should have said nauseated. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Another yeah. actually really recent example was, have you seen Rent Live? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the songs, I think, Tango Maureen. Yeah, that's yeah. where it came from. Yeah. Mm. I remember Joanne, that's it. Yeah. I remember Joanne singing to Mark at some point that she's feeling nauseous. Why has no one corrected that yet? Well, my guess is they had to look for a word to rhyme, so they have to go with the next <laughs> best thing. Also, yeah. also, I think it has a lot to do with how language naturally evolves. That's how true, that's we true. We tend to not correct one another, even though it's grammatically incorrect, quote-unquote, because that's how we know it. That's how we understand it. Yeah, it's something that we've gotten used to. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think really trumps grammar sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Common understanding. That's very true. I know that we've covered so many other easily confused words on Grammar Chaos, and I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot of them sometime on this podcast. I remember you mentioned something about how people misuse prepositions, that mm, kind of yes. thing. Then there's also regional differences with how they use certain English words. Maybe we can even do differentiating British English from American English at some point, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a really popular series now, but it's not to say that like everyone at 1HP perpetuates like, constantly correcting other people's <laughs> grammar as they go. It's a celebration of a language that keeps changing. Yes, I mean, I agree. Mm-mm. I wouldn't be the kind of person, or I would, I would hate to be the kind of person who would go to every single person online and point out errors in their punctuation and stuff. Whatever goes, goes now. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it, right? What I would say is, grammar chaos is more really a celebration of how English tends to change over time mm-hmm. and how we understand it differently. And really, that's the beauty of the English language. How it can be very, very different for all types of people, and yet we still tend to understand one another. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I'm excited to talk more about this. Me too. In the future, right? Yeah. Maybe we'll even get some of the other writers on board. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That'd be yeah. an interesting episode. Mm, what more can we expect on this podcast? I'm sure we're going to cover so much more than just our blog. We'd love to talk about other sorts of things that have to do with literature and books, like on-screen adaptations of books, for instance. I don't think that episode will be just 10 minutes. <laughs> Someone, that's true, that's You true. better save an hour of your time, or maybe half a day. I'm telling you, especially when all the writers are here. It's gonna be a bloodbath, basically. <laughs> so with our Owen series, it's going to be chaotic. Mm-hmm, that's true. Anyway... Thanks so much for joining me, Paula. No problem. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's been a very amusing first episode here on Create a New Home, and I'm so glad you guys tuned in. Again, thanks so much for joining us here on this podcast. Don't forget the name. It's Create a New Home. C-R-E-A-T-I-N-U-U-M. Thanks so much for our listeners for tuning in, and you'll be hearing from us soon in the next episode. Bye!